Johnny, get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. Take it on the run, on the run, on the run. Hear them calling you and me. Every son of liberty. Welcome back to the Pietist Schoolman Podcast. This is Chris Garrett reporting to you live from the lovely South German city of Munich. We are about 10 or 11 days into our World Wars uh, tour through Western Europe. We've been in Paris since the last we recorded. We finished our tour of Normandy and the Western Front. And so before we go, we thought it'd be nice to wrap up, talk about especially Normandy, France, maybe even a little bit of our, our brief time in Munich so far with uh, some of the people on the trip. So we're joined by from, well, from <laughs> one side of the radio dial to another, Jim Lindbergh, his wife, Barb Lindbergh, and then Sherry Berry, who I think is maybe related to one of these two people. Is that right, Sherry? Yes, I'm Jim's sister. <laughs> Okay. And oh, is Dale Barry also going to be on microphone? I wasn't, sh- I thought he was our studio audience. We also are joined by Dale Barry, who, so Dale and Cherry happen to be Sam's uh, in laws, so longtime listeners. That's the family connection there. So let me start with you, Jim, because I know that one thing that brought you on this trip is that your father, and Cherry can talk about this too, because you share this father, was actually in France and in Germany in World War II. So he was not part of the first wave on Omaha Beach. But what was it? If I can just ask a big question, what was it like to go back to Normandy to come to France, knowing that that's part of your family story? Yeah, very emotional. Um, I was uh, anticipating it to be that, and uh, uh, it was more than I anticipated, actually. And with my dad uh, wounded in France, Mm -hmm. uh, just before the Battle of the Bulge, he didn't come ashore at Normandy, but he came ashore in the deep waters port of Cherbourg mm-hmm. as soon as it was o- as it was open to ship traffic mm-hmm. so he had been in France for probably only about a month before he was wounded in either late October of 44 or early um, November and uh, and walking to, into I was anticipating being emotional walking into into Normandy and into Utah and and the memorial and the cemetery and, and everything, but just walking into the um, uh, the the film and the uh, museum they had right there, it's very well done at the cemetery. At the right. cemetery, uh, and seeing the the film, mm-hmm. I teared up just just seeing that. Because the film is stories. Uh, they pick out certain people certain who are people. buried there, and you yeah. hear their stories, and then it's revealed yeah. where their graves are. I didn't see that coming, yeah. but yeah. I was choked up before I walked out of there. And then going through the um, displays, they had s- soldiers in kind of action shots, uh, and they had a bunch of different uh, scenes of Normandy. And here before me lay a couple Bangalore torpedoes. And my dad had been carrying uh, a Bangalore torpedo uh, right before a shell came in, and he had put the torpedo down next to a tree. And the shell came in, exploded, and the fragments hit my dad on the shoulder, the shoulder he w- had been carrying the torpedo on. Uh, and uh, had he not put it down, he would have been uh, probably an unknown because yeah. he would have been blown to smithereens. So uh, just thinking about that was very emotional for me. I'd never seen a Bangalore torpedo sure. before. Yeah. So you'd heard about this Heard before. about it from yeah. my dad. Yeah. And I always wished, um, after my dad's been gone for 10 years, and I wished I would have asked him more questions about his experience uh, in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew 
a, quite a bit of what led him. He was drafted into the army and what led him into his situation. And after he was wounded when he came home, but I didn't know a lot about the day-to-day in France. So this trip really helped me understand the whole um, the whole landing at Normandy mm-hmm. and what led to it and uh, the, the drama and the peril that our troops fa- uh, faced. And it was just uh, a wonderful thing for me to understand that. Uh, firsthand and see it with my eyes. It was really meaningful to me. Good. More, I was expecting it to be so, but it was more than I expected. Yeah, I mean, there is a history is history of emotions, right? Mm. As much as anything, and so I, I, I'm I'm glad that came across. I I I, I, mean, I know it's hard to go through at the yeah, same time, but it was good. It was good yeah. just to understand and to see all those tombstones out there, the crosses and mm-hmm. and Starved Davids and and. Uh, my dad wasn't under the soil there, but uh, he served. Right. And all those men who did and thinking of the families at home, getting the telegrams and getting the notices that their loved one had been killed or wounded, I understood from my mom and my grandparents how that was when my dad was wounded mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it was a really a tough couple months. They heard he was wounded, didn't know a thing more until... They got word he was on his way home, hmm. and uh, he had been shipped out to England, and then he was on his way home pretty quick. Okay. But uh, very, very interesting and very informative and just a, a piece of history that I've always been interested in, and to see it firsthand was just remarkable for me. Good. Well, Sherry, let me ask you the same kind of questions. I don't, I don't know how much you talk to your dad about these stories, if this was a big part of why you came on the trip. Did you have a similar kind of reaction? Was there a certain moment, especially on the battlefield tour, where you thought if your dad something came, um, maybe some of these emotions came back to you? Yeah, I have to agree with Jim. It was just um, very emotional. My dad did not talk about the war much. He really didn't. Um, and he may have talked to you, Jim, about it more than he did me, but it was something that did not come up very often. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom probably shared more stories um, when he was wounded, they got a telegraph and a telegram, and she was um, pregnant at the time. Okay, I was going to ask if they so they had been married before he joined yes. up. Okay, all right. Yes, and right. the reason they got married is because he was going into the the counselor consulate corps oh, okay. yeah. um, because he knew Swedish, so he was going to maybe work with languages and interpreting and that sort of thing. And had he known he was going to go over there to fight, he would not have mm-hmm. gotten married. But because he thought he'd be stateside and and not have to actually go over in there and fight, they mm-hmm. got married. So when my mom got the telegram, um, my grandfather, her dad, took it. And it had four stars on it, which meant very seriously wounded. Mm-hmm. And he he read it, and he just told her that he was wounded. He didn't he didn't tell her how bad you know mm-hmm. they thought it was. Um, so we've heard that story quite a few times. And I do remember my dad saying that when he was wounded, he laid in the trench for twenty four hours before he mm. was rescued, and he really was quite sure that he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But he had incredible peace the whole time. Okay. So, um, you know, his faith was very strong. Yeah. It's not 
in my experience at least it's not unusual for veterans of most wars but world war ii not to want to talk about it or i mean maybe very late in life or maybe with other veterans but it's not something people easily open up about i my grandpa was a naval officer mostly in the pacific and so we connected over just because i was interested in naval history as a boy and so we talk at that level but what he did instead was to write things down and he shared it with like there was a unit history there was a ship history and so we really didn't learn a lot of this till after he died and some of his friends sent us some of the things that he'd been writing for these fellow veterans that we had never heard about and so we got these stories kind of posthumously um, but last night we were out to supper and and we were talking about the tour and my, my dad so he knowing this story kind of wondered would you ever do like a pacific tour and so we had oh. we had some fun kind of thinking through like how you do that and so barb if i can hand the mic to you um so your father was also in world war ii but you said he fought mostly in the pacific is that right he did okay. he was in the marine corps okay. and uh he fought in guam and mm-hmm. guadalcanal and bougainville oh okay um so. Did he talk about that? Was that he didn't know again, okay. like um, Jim and Sherry's dad? He, he, my dad just didn't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. and um, so we didn't up until maybe about five years before he passed away. And then he he wrote things down and um, and talked to us about mm-hmm. about that. And I think he wanted to make sure we knew that what you know what he went through before. He passed away. So even though he was fighting in the Pacific, in mm-hmm. a sense, you know, was there a part of you that wanted to be on this trip because you'd be coming to places like Normandy? Or did you kind of respond to it differently knowing that his experience yeah. was on the other yeah. side of the war? Um, to, to me, war is war. And killing is killing. And it's evil. So it, <clears throat> I, I think I, it, it would affect me in a greater way if we, were, if we had a Pacific theater mm-hmm. tour. But... This um, this was still very very meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dale, I guess I don't even know your. I don't know if you had a familial connection of any sort to to the war. If this was more you're here and for other reasons, but well, my father was actually a conscientious objector in Second World okay. War. Okay, and which meant that you went into the military, but you were as a non-combatant. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, he said. Um, I cannot take a weapon and point it at someone else and kill him. I don't know where he's going. I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So you can put me on the front lines. You can make me a medic. You can do whatever you want with me. My life is is okay mm-hmm. to lose, but I can't do it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as it as it turned out, um, he was stationed in California where he met my mom. They got married. Um, he was then sent to the uh, Hawaiian Islands after after um, Pearl Harbor and and spent the rest of the war there and his whole unit the um, the orders were lost his whole unit saw people come and go and come and mm-hmm. go and come and go and he never moved from that place but he was able to minister he became essentially the chaplain mm-hmm. of that area so he did a lot of ministry in that time um, he was not opposed to and uh, of course supported the guys who were in fact, Fighting, so it was a kind of a kind of an unusual stance. No, it's a difficult. You know, we could talk all night about this too. It's a difficult tension that many Christians in different ways have to wrestle with if they're going to serve. I mean, do you feel like that colored your experience of then going to battlefields, knowing that that was his particular experience, or um, do you, you think of you build it differently because 
he had not been on those fields, but in a sense, you were encountering the wreckage of, of the war itself. Um, the sheer numbers were so mind-boggling. And when you talk about World War One and World War mm-hmm. Two in Normandy or the Battle of the Somme or Ypres, and the, and the thousands of young men whose lives ended that day, it, it, it causes a very intense emotional reaction. And some of them are with Jesus, and some of them are not. And that's, um, that's a, a very difficult thing. It's like a, a death sentence, in mm-hmm. a way, that you didn't choose and you did nothing wrong, but there you are. Um, so... <clears throat> Um, it, it, the 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 battlefields were were uh, amazing mm-hmm. to look at, and and um, of course, I knew Sherry's dad very very well, and Jim's dad, uh, and and um, you know his um, his devotion to God, family, and country was beyond anything, mm-hmm. and uh, was willing to give his life, and and nearly did. Right. Um, right. So. So those were very, very meaningful times to go at Normandy and all of those places, yeah. So maybe as a closing question for any or all of you to answer, um, yeah, I guess you'd been thinking about what this experience would be like for a long time, and I would you know, expect to some extent you knew it would be emotional, you knew what some of those feelings would be. What, what was something surprising, whether about the battlefield portion or anything else you've done? So what, what's something that you've learned, an experience you've had, a feeling you've had? What, what's something that surprised you that maybe you didn't expect when you signed up for this trip? And I didn't really prep you for this, so I'll, I'll talk long enough to give you a chance to answer. Barb, what's something that came to I mind? I think for me it's the sheer number of cemeteries we went past for both world wars. I, that, that surprised me. And um, I learned so much about World War I. I you know, because our dads fought in World War II, that, that took, was more of an interest to me. But it was just interesting to learn more about world war one and um so yeah anybody else yeah for some context since most of our listeners have never been to this place there's something like 300 just british cemeteries from just world war one just in belgium and northern france and then you start adding german and french and american and belgian and yeah how the countryside of belgium and france looks now we've seen pictures of how it was torn up during world war one but um, how serene the countryside is and was before the war. Uh, And you just imagine those days, and you can't, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially for World War I. World War II, uh, I don't think it got torn up like it did for World War I, but um, uh, and life still went on uh, with the people of those areas. They were still raising their cows and, and farming when they could and uh, but it was um, amazing these towns fairly close to Normandy uh, that were semi destroyed some weren't hardly touched mm-hmm. and here they stand and how they looked back in 1940 uh, so that was just an education for me it was very interesting very interesting yeah I often tell people like when I think of the smell of history, I think of old books, which makes a lot of sense. And then I think of pigs. And it's because the first time I get off the bus in Ypres, I smell pigs. And it makes me think of my wife's home state of Iowa. And thinking that that was a huge part of the economy before the war. And then all of a sudden for four years, that was all gone. 
But now, 100 years later, it's all come back. And the the ground has grown over again. And it's green and it's lush. And so there's always this odd feeling I have of like, it's incredibly just serene, right? Is the word used and peaceful and pastoral and beautiful. And at the same time, like there is blood in that soil and there are still bombs buried in that soil. And the memories that we're kind of dredging up, whether they're personal and familial or kind of our shared memory as peoples who have fought these wars, it's, it's, there's always a little tension there of um, going through those beautiful places that were horrific places just 100 or 60 years ago. The most surprising thing that I found was that uh, our guide indicated to us that each week, like a milkman comes around, a bomb squad comes around and gets rid of ordinance from World War I mm-hmm. today, yeah. yep. uh, here in, in the 21st century, and here, here we are, and we are still collecting ordinance from that time, and that, that surprised me some of which is very dangerous mm-hmm. and people are still injured yep. by that. So that, that was quite surprising to me. Yeah. At one point we stopped our bus and the guy had noticed a shell that a farmer had put out with a little tag on it. And so the, the patrol was coming by at some point to pick it up. Sherry, is there any last takeaway for you? Well, one thing, it, I don't know that it surprised me, but the cemeteries were so beautiful mm-hmm. and so well maintained and just so well cared for. Mm-hmm. And I guess, um, like when, where, where did we just come from? Um, and they were they were very very welcoming to Americans mm-hmm. and um, very thankful for the American involvement. And of course, it's the anniversary of D Day, seventy five years, just a week ago. And it was really neat to be here at that time because you saw so many American flags mm-hmm. and Canadian flags and British flags, of course, mm-hmm. and. And um, you felt like you were certainly a part of it. And then being in Munich and just realizing how Munich had been leveled. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful, vibrant city now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was very interesting. It was just a, a great trip, extremely meaningful. Well, I want to thank you all for going on. I mean, because... It's one thing to take 20-year-olds through this trip, and, and they mention some of the same things. They always talk about the battlefield tours. They talk about this idea that they're still collecting shells in the cemeteries. But it's another thing to take with people who have, you know, they're one generation removed from actually being there. And, you know, if history had gone just a little bit differently, their story would be very different. And they, so I appreciate your willingness not just do what's really a physically hard trip, but also I think, you know, this is an emotionally and intellectually and spiritually challenging trip too. And it's not how everyone would want to spend their vacation in Europe. So for all the fun we've had, I appreciate that you were also willing to kind of let us take you through those paces. And I'm, I'm glad it's been meaningful. Good. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We might try to get one more episode out, but uh, I do encourage you to go back and listen to our previous interviews. It's been fun to hear from the people on this trip about their experiences of it. So thanks for joining us.